welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quick, fast, goofy, self-improvement podcast <laughs> of awesome with a brand new intro. I can't believe we have to redo the intro. We lost our intro because we're not tech savvy here, Dude, but we we're like, cool. We did like that 14 years ago. I, I know, man. What, I know. I don't even remember what the podcast is about at All this right, point. anyways. Dogs are smarter than people is the podcast that helps you live a happier, quirkier life. I'm Carrie Jones, a New York Times and internationally best-selling novelist, and the guy with me is actually married to me. <laughs> For how well, long? We don't know. But not much longer. It's been and, a good run. <laughs> but this is my co-host, Sean Farrar. Join us as we start off with a random thought about the weirdness of life, and then we segue beautifully and smoothly into... Dog advice? Dog tips? Life advice. You've got this. You've got (laughs) it too. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Dogs are smarter than people. I don't know about that, really, right no, now. right now, there's no smart anywhere. <laughs> no, it's smart. Our dog <laughs> just chased our cat. So, talking about dogs, right? Our random thought yeah. today is an expert has revealed that, like, your dog breed choice has something about you, the doggy owner. Oh, we've always known that. What? Really? Yeah. Always. That's not new. But it's the second part that's new. So they say that... You skipped it. They say that if you have a, like, golden retriever... Yeah. You are really, really, really happy. You're, like, the happiest of the people. You skipped the second half of the title. It's dog breed owners and who's happiest. So that's totally relevant. But... What? Here's my question. Yeah. Unless you know the answer. Are they trying to say that a certain type of person picks golden retrievers? I think that's what they're trying to say. I don't know because I haven't read the article. Or are they trying to say the golden retrievers make them happier? Like, is it correlation or causation? Makes another person. Yeah. Is it like correlacy? Right. Yeah. Like, Correlation versus causation. I don't freaking know. Okay. But right now, the research quote revealed that an owner's choice of dog breed says about them, with golden retrievers, sorry, it just sounds so snooty, ranking the most happy, like they're the, the article says most happiest, and I just don't know. <laughs> and the, the British favor. Yes. All and right. the Staffordshire Bull Terrier has the most trustworthy dog owner staffordshire isn't that a pit bull yeah pretty much <laughs> so if you're looking it says for wait, love and affection wait, 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 wait. is that the owner or the dog <clears throat> um is the golden retriever the happiest and the, and the pit bull is the most trustworthy no i think that's the or the owner, owner themselves oh so um yeah the study itself is a little yeah. confusing. No, it's, uh, you're right. It is the <laughs> okay, so Springer Spaniel. You've got a Springer Spaniel. You're traditional. You're reserved. You're punctual. You're boring. Border Terrier. <laughs> you're charming. You're lively. You're exuberant. You're someone you want to have at a party. 
a cocker spaniel. But still kind of boring. You're creative and family oriented. <laughs> boring. You're a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. You're the most affectionate and trustworthy. Not boring. And Jack Russell Terrier and a mini schnauzer. You're loyal and faithful and you talk a long, long time. Can you be see boring, other people but on the dog more worthy. And so those are like the big five traits. What about a mutt? What about a Heinz 57 like Pogi? I don't know, man. I think that says we're the most versatile. <laughs> Look, now for a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, they have the most muscular. That dog looks like a professional football player. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. So what about it? I'm just saying. Anyways, they're saying that like each dog breed has these distinctive characteristics and traits and needs and that helps the would-be owner understand more about what that dog is going to be good for, for them. And so they think that people unconsciously select dog breeds with personalities that match their own character. Saying that birds of a feather really do flock together. But as we all know, on occasion, it does not happen that way. No, it definitely and doesn't. And somebody that should not own Pitbull or a, uh, a Great Pyrenees hey. <laughs> ends up with one. Not you. Oh, all right. What do you think Great Pyrenees means? I've always had peers. Oh, my dog always barks. I got to get rid of it. No, oh, I don't say my. that. Not no. you. No, that's because you, you handle them very well. I know that wasn't my question. I was talking about the negative people. The people that, because you said it shows how their, the owner's personalities reflect in the dog, but that's not always true. And when it's not true, it's very obvious. Because the people yes, think the dog's Satan when it's really just being its breed. Anyways, the point here was... That the unconscious selection of the dog owner to pick dog breeds that are like them. Right. So I'm saying, if I always had peers, when am I unconsciously... I don't know. That wasn't on the list. (laughs) Welcome to our marriage. I think you... No, I do. I know what it is. You like the bark a lot. I think that anybody listening you like to, to this go podcast like, would not call me the barking one. Well, that's because they don't live in this house. I think but that you're you so You are the of, one that goes irately crazy with aggression and barkage when it's simply just the postman. It's just a husband delivering a message. <laughs> sometimes you're so wrong, you just make me want to cry. But so, or sometimes I'm so right, I make you want to cry. No, I'm so sorry, baby. Yeah. That's why I, I am like a black lab. I just want to lay by the fire and lay on your feet all the time. And eat food. And, yeah, and, and get fat. And fart and belch and incessantly and okay. stop. You, and I was just kidding, but now I think my mind might have been right. All right, so. <laughs> God, you're you're in a funk tonight. You're in a mood, not a funk, a mood tonight, baby. I would say that you put me in a you mood. You did. I always put you in the mood, no, baby. Ah, uh, mood. No, uh, the mood no. is what you said. I heard you. Are you ready to go right now? We can pause this podcast.
You're so frustrated. Oh, she just glared at me so You're hard, so folks. If, if this was a live podcast, <laughs> you'd all be taking bets on whether or not I actually showed up in the next scene. <laughs> Anyways, in our attempt to be a self-improvement podcast. <laughs> Is that what we are? Yeah. I've been doing this all wrong, baby. Yes, we have. I'm so sorry. All right, so oh, my God. <laughs> David Liberton is an author, a musician, and a psychologist, and he writes and talks a lot about organizing systems. One of his books is actually called The Organized Mind, and in a TED Talk, he talks, because that's what you, what you do in the TED Talk, yeah. um, about how to create systems that helps you out in case things go wrong or like if you forget things. So, one of the things he says is that around your house, you should, like, designate a place for things that are easily lost, like the love for your husband or his respect for you. <laughs> I, it's so funny you say that, because I was thinking, like, your designated spot is the office. If you're not in here, I think you're lost. Right. If I don't find you in a minute and a half, I'm calling the cops. Like, I usually find you. <laughs> Right. So that's like common sense advice, right? Yeah. Like, but there's a whole bunch of science to back it up, he says. And it's because of our spatial memory in our brain is a hippocampus. Uh -huh. um, and for tens of thousands of years, that baby, that hippo, right, yeah. has been keeping track of the location of important stuff in our, that chair, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, this is where the deer are, blah, blah, blah. This is where the clean water is that doesn't make you poop all the time. This is where the fruit trees are, right? Yeah. Um, and so the hippocampus, he says, quote, is the part of the brain that in London taxi drivers, like, becomes really enlarged <laughs> because that they're using it all the time. So, like, in a squirrel, Where are you going, says, pal? The fish pond, please? <laughs> no. In a squirrel, he says, like, their brain, like, part gets really big to help them find their nuts. <laughs> well, something else gets big to help me find my nuts. Oh, I'll I tell you that, that much. Was gonna you did? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. So, he says, quote, this is why, like, so, if, he says, quote, it's really good for things that don't move around much, but not so good for finding things that move around. So that's why we lose our car keys and our reading glasses and our passports. Oh. So in home, designate a spot for your keys, a hook by the door, maybe a decorative bowl. Maybe or, a spot on the buffet for my keys and my wallet every time. That's right. For your passport, a particular drawer. Or a husband. Or a husband who knows where it is in the backpack. And for your reading glasses, a particular table. If you designate a spot and you're scrupulous about it, <laughs> your things will always be there when you look they for are them, not he taking. He is not taking into account a puppy. Yeah, puppies. Puppies will things. find your reading glasses. But that's when you look and at And they the, will chew on them. That's when you look at the second designated spot, which oh, okay. is the puppy bed. What? Yeah, the puppy bed is the second. You're gonna put your spot. glasses in the no, puppy bed. No, no, but you know oh. logically. Hey, if my glasses aren't in my. Oh, you look in the puppy yes, bed. Oh, yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right, we I'm got. Trying. In the same TED talk, he mentions something that I personally do all the time, which is take a cell phone photo of your ID and your passport and your credit cards before you go on a trip. What if your cell phone is in the same purse that gets stolen from you while you're on a trip? 
I. Oh, you what better do that, I do? You email them to yourself. I do. Uh, you better. Or I print them out. But he didn't mention that, did he? No, he didn't. But I do all those backup plans because... You're smart, baby. That's how my anxiety You're brain so works. You're so sexy. Okay. Your brain is like... Mm. Let me tell you what your brain looks like. Right now, Yeah. my brain wants you... To focus on the podcast. All right, I will. You are like Your brain is so scattered. sexy right now. It looks, so... like, it looks like a Georgia O'Keefe. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Anyways, back to Liviton. Who? Oh, Liviton. I got you. Oh, my goodness. So, he says it seems simple, but the thing is that when your brain is all funky and stressed out, it unleashes this toxic bastard called Sean Farrar. No, it unleashes <laughs> this toxic bastard called cortisol. Toxic. Cortisol. And that bastard makes your thinking foggy, cloudy, and funky like you've had 18 hits off a joint. Well, see, I'm not toxic. <laughs> But I might be a bastard. I can make you thinking foggy, cloudy, I, and funky. I think you're thinking I, funky baby? and cloudy right this second. I am. So, anyways, People he heard says that slap, baby. That slap with my hand, my hand pushing his hand away from my leg. So, anyways, <laughs> it was. It really was. All right. So he also says, finally, thank God this podcast is almost over. Oh well. no! I is it already? Fine. Yes. He says, I think the important point here is recognizing that all of us are flawed and we're going to fail now and then. And the idea is to think ahead to what those failures might be to put systems in place that will help minimize the damage or prevent the bad things from happening in the first place. So, like, what dog breed would that be? The over-organized dog breed that puts everything in its place. Jeez, I don't know. Man. Maybe a poodle? Maybe. Maybe a poodle. Poor fucker. Oh, well, now we gotta have an explicit. So what? Uh, explicit this bitch up. Oh my god. <laughs> Dog tip for life. Carrie always knows that coming is coming, yet she fails to prepare. It hurts. Every time. It hurts my ear. We have headphones here. Okay, tell me what your dog tip for life is. Did you already forget, Foggy Mind? No. I've got the vague idea in my head, but I have to fine tune it. No, we don't have time for I mean, I got it from Sparty, but we had to talk about it for a while and get it more or less squared away. And it had something to do oh my God. with the kind of dog you would choose as an owner. And he kept talking about the B word and... Bacon? No, it ends with itches. Oh, my and, God. Uh, oh, my God. I'm like, dude, you can't be like that anymore. It's been a long time since you were on the street. Sparty would never say but that. But the world has changed. Maybe not to you, baby, but he to another male, no. another street hardened male. He, he's he just from the city of Fort Myers, Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Okay, whatever. What the hell? It's a fort. It's no. <laughs> it's a fort. I don't know where you grew up, anyway. Oh care. my god! I, I don't. Care. I don't even. I don't know either. Uh-oh. Where you? I know where you grew up, but I don't care. 
You know. Anyways. Did. Okay. Um. So what does Sparty tell you? Because we're we gonna run out of time. He was like, pick the big breed. He said the breed that feels right. I was like, you're right. Okay. That's how I ended up with your mama. All right. The dog tip for life Care. is. Pick the breed that feels right, but also fit, pick the organizational systems that will make your life easier. For instance, Pogi always brings everything to her dog bed. Oh, she does. So She's that, got a dog bed full of toys. So that she always knows where her toys are. She's pretty good like that. She's amazing like that. Whereas Sparty doesn't have any toys because he's a he lazy he old bum. Play, he won't play with toys. Yeah, he doesn't want to do nothing he but eat, eat and sleep and yeah. poop once in a while. Just like Sean. Alright baby, give us a shout out. Hey, the music we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and is made available through the Creative Commons license. Who's that artist and what's that song? Um, I don't know, man. You do, do you know? I do. Uh, we've been saying it. It's Summer Spleef. I broke for free. <laughs> and we have extra content all about living happy on the livinghappy.substack.com blog. And it's pretty awesome. And we also have a writing tips co- podcast called Write Better Now. They're both awesome. But our brand new. Amazing creepy podcast is Dude No. It's like that. You gotta say it like that. <laughs> he does say it like that. It's true crime with an occasional foray into the paranormal and the macabre, and it's awesome. And finally, we have a podcast. Loving the Strange. Which we stream live. On Carrie's Facebook and Twitter and YouTube on Fridays, but every other Friday. Every other Friday now, because we're lazy. So be sure to check her Facebook and Twitter for the dates when we are going to be podcasting live and making fools of ourselves. Live. We're going to do a Hot Wings Challenge real soon. Oh, dear God. And that's always a good one. Anyways, all my Twitter handles and Facebook handles and blah, blah, blah. It's either Carrie Jones Books or Carrie Jones Book. Carrie with a C-A-R-R-I-E. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And be kind. Be kind to us old people. Oh, yeah. We can't take much more. <laughs>